Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. And good Saturday morning to you. Uh, welcome aboard. We are broadcasting this morning from Draper, South Dakota. Bucks, Bad River, Bucks and Birds. It's tough to say that sometimes. Yeah, three times. At this time in the morning, anyway. Good morning, Martha. Good, good to have morning. you back with us. Where you been? We've got to catch you I up know. here. I know. I'm back and ready to shoot some birds today. What a beautiful lodge we're at. Oh, and what some gorgeous weather we lucked into here, huh? You know, I was nervous early this week when I saw 7 degrees on Veterans Day, but it has warmed up nicely for us, so the Cajuns got a break on the cold up here. We'll tell you more. There's a lot of things going on this Saturday morning. It's Cajun invasion for us up here at South Dakota, but it's also the opening day of the duck season in the west zone in Louisiana. That will now open up in conjunction with the coastal zone. East zone is next week. We had a duck hunt this right. week we'll talk about. Uh, we've also got the uh, election going on There's today. There's a lot going on today. It's also the opening of rifle season for deer, both in Louisiana and up here in South Dakota. And there's quite a few hunters here today heading out. It might be interesting to see some South Dakota deer later on. And today. they have got some big ones up oh, here. Oh, yeah. All right, we're going to have some live fishing reports for you from our field staff out there, find out what's been going on back home while we are up here. Also, some duck reports. We'll take you out to the duck lines. Uh, check out our website at DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. I've got that interesting poll question up. As I've been telling you, before you cast your vote on whether you would shoot a coyote or let it walk before you've shot a deer from your stand, read that article at the bottom of it. It may just change your mind. Uh, we've also got Where Are the Ducks, a very interesting video. Love for you to take a look at that. That's on the website. And we had a lot of <clears throat> excuse me, reaction to last week's Bad Boy of the Outdoors. We Pretty had awful. a whooping crane killer, and that was bad enough, but the very slap-on-the-wrist light sentence that was given by the judge is horrific. So we're going to revisit that a little bit. I got some comments in from some listeners I'd like to share. We've also got a new Bad Boy of the Outdoors, a guy in Deritter, just chose to do it all wrong. We'll tell you his story. Uh, also, uh, you know, we've got a uh, text message board that's wide open for you at 870-870. We'd love to hear from you, whether you're doing any of this stuff. If There's you're a, a duck hunter, if you're a deer hunter, if you're going fishing, if you're going voting. And speaking of the election, uh, back on uh, two weeks ago on this program, uh, we extended invitations to the two runoff candidates for the state of Louisiana, uh, Eddie Responi and the current Governor John Edwards. Uh, John Edwards uh, did not decline. He did not accept to appear. He just... We got crickets. He right. did not choose to talk, and you can draw your own conclusions as to why he decided not to come on this program and talk about wildlife and fisheries issues. Uh, we did have Eddie Responi on, and before you go out and vote today, if you want to listen to what the man had to say, go back to the November 2nd show. It'll be the first hour of More Outdoors, and that's seven to eight hour. Uh, we did approximately a 30-minute interview with him and covered a lot of territory about what his plans would be to revamp and, and take the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. You know, Martha, governor is a very important position Absolutely. in Louisiana with regard to our resources because they appoint the secretary, the commissioners. They've got a lot of influence. And, and they're the first-hand line. They're right on the front lines. They see what's going on. So that's very important for us. Also, later on, we're going to be talking to the folks here at Bad River Bucks and Birds. So if you're interested in getting in on the Cajun invasion. By the way, we did bring our producer, Chris LeCock, around so Don does not have to shoot and film <laughs> at the same <laughs> time this year. So we'll have some great footage coming out. From South Dakota. Yeah, we're also going to tell you what's on this week's Bayou Wild. We did a, a duck hunter rescue uh, yes. mission with this the U.S. Very Coast Guard. It's very eye opening. You definitely don't want to miss this one. It'll really change your way you think about safety. And you and our friend Laney were in the kitchen yes, on this we, week. Uh, What'd y'all cook? We revisited, since we're in South Dakota, we revisited her delicious 
uh, pheasant and corn chowder, which I was drooling over watching the episode and hope that I can shoot straight this week so I can make it when I get home. I'm sure we'll take some birds home. Uh, also, some of our Cajun invaders left yesterday. We passed them in the airport, and they had a good trip up here. And it's still early in the pheasant season. I mean, somebody can yeah. book a trip and come up here if they want to. You know, might make a nice Christmas present. Send, send a buddy Definitely. to South Dakota. And I'll tell you what, it's a five-star lodge, no doubt about it. I mean, the food we ate last night, we haven't even been in the fields yet, and it's already pretty impressive. Well, you've made a lot of friends of the four-legged type, huh? This is, um, a, this is a pet haven. <laughs> all of my friends that love dogs, which there are many of them, and they know who they are, there's no, no less than a dozen labs walking around, and they will take every food scrap, belly scratch, anything. They're sweethearts, and they are treated very well. And they fight you for a spot in the recliner, too. Yeah, you first come, first <laughs> serve. If you got four legs, you get to sit on the furniture. All right, check out Facebook page, Bayou Wild TV. You'll see some of the sites from here if you want to get a sneak preview, but we will have an episode of Bayou Wild TV out here from South Dakota. Draper, look that up on the map. It's not one of your big metropolitan areas. And i got to tell you, Martha, I love that Pierre Airport. It is a far cry from any metropolitan airport. I mean, when there's one guy working the baggage and, and, and it's not open until he gets there, you know you're having an easy trip. I tell you, you're in a good place when you walk out and you come in from the, uh, where you just, just bark off of the plane and there's a big sign that says, Welcome Hunters. Yeah, You'll love to nice. see that, huh? Yep. Very easy. All and right. by the way, we had a much easier trip than we did when we went to Alaska. So Ooh. things things were on our side. This luck was on Absolutely. Our side. We'll talk about that new airport in New Orleans, and uh, we found it wasn't too bad. Yeah, we had a good experience. All right, we come back. We got our first fishing report. I'm not sure if Robbie Campbell, he was up in the frozen north. Alberta, Canada. Ooh, that look, you could feel the cold looking at some he's of that video he sent. Well, maybe he's home in Shell Beach where it's nice and warm. We're back with Robbie or Glenn Sanchez, whoever happens to be there, to give us a fishing report for you right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Martha, when you looked at those pictures and video <laughs> from Robbie, where did that place look like to you? Um. The North Pole, perhaps? <laughs> no, it was beautiful. Uh, Robbie shared his photos from Alberta, Canada. He went there. I remember he was discussing how cold it was last year. And it, to me, it looked like he was in a tree in those pictures. Maybe uh, Glenn Sanchez can confirm if he was, in fact, in a tree or a blind hunting those giant whitetails. Well, maybe he can confirm if he got one of those giant yeah. whitetails. Glenn, what are you hearing from Robbie? Is he headed back soon, or is he going to be there another week? <laughs> Uh, good morning, uh, Martha and Don. How y'all doing? First, I, I don't know. He hasn't even called and let anybody know what's going on. So I guess he's just enjoying life and keeping it to himself. Because okay. FJ told me he never called him, and Mike said he never called him. So he's just he's just hunting and enjoying himself. Well, what a change in that, in, in environment going from Shell Beach boat launch at Campos Marina to <laughs> North. That's quite a quite a, quite a change there. I don't know if I can handle it. I get cold down here, you know. <laughs> well, Glenn, how, how was the fishing this week? Well, we the fishing was good, even though we had bad weather. Monday, we Monday the fishing was great, and then we had a bad front come through Tuesday, and it was cold Tuesday and windy, and it was windy and cold Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. But people caught fish. I caught fish every time I went. And everybody I know caught fish. It's just that time of the year. You know, the fishing's just it's on fire right now. They water temperature unchanged and now they hitting they hitting everything that moves because they trying to put that fat layer on for the winter. Well Glenn, what uh, what are the conditions you got this morning? We're up here in South Dakota a million miles away. We don't have an idea what's going on. What kind of winds you getting and what are the temperatures looking like today? Right now it's like 43 degrees down here. We have a north-northeast wind, probably blowing 10 to 15. 
And uh, it's got a little nip in the air right now. So, you know, if anybody's going out, make sure you bring all your clothes and remember you can take it off. If you don't have it, you can't put it on. Yep, layers is the key word because when you're moving 25 to 35 miles an hour, that wind gets a little bit colder. Yeah, yeah, you know, Don. Are you picking up fish in the interior now? I mean, is the, the, the transition, I guess it's fully in place, or not quite fully, but mostly there where you can go to places like Stump Lagoon and Pete's and uh, lean in some of those oh, places oh, and find trout in the marshes. Oh, yes. Yeah, you, you're catching them close. You're catching them along the ship channel. You're catching them along uh, back, back of Lena. Uh, you catch them over by Lake Robin. You know, I mean, it's, it, you don't really have to go far. Just go to your favorite winter spots and start fishing. That sounds wonderful. So I believe it was Tuesday we had that full moon. Do you think that helped to the fishing with the bad weather around? Do you think that has any role in how the fishing is? I don't know. Tuesday the weather was so bad down here, I don't know anybody who went out Tuesday, even though I did see some kayakers going out, which really amazed me. I saw like four or five trucks of kayakers coming down here, so I wouldn't go out in the boat Tuesday. It was so windy. They were going out in kayaks. I don't know. I, I guess they would get up in the marsh and hope the water was going to fall. Yeah. But, you know, the water's been high, though, Don. temperature pretty fast. I mean, it, it, it went from, I believe, almost 80 degrees on Monday down to, I think, we have never got out of the mid-40s on Tuesday. So that, that came in hard and fast. But, uh, yeah, the water does look like it's been high around. Glenn, it was pretty slow in the Biloxi Marsh up until now for our duck hunters. Has that picked up any? Has anyone talked to you about birds being in the WMA down there? Um, I haven't seen too many birds, but I've seen I've seen more duck hunters than I've seen birds. And <laughs> I'm in the marsh. I'm in the marsh a couple times a week, three times, four times a week, and I just don't see the birds like I used to. You know, I mean, years ago, you'd be riding around, you'd be spooking birds up. I mean, that doesn't happen. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes, some years, they pick places to, to congregate, and others, they don't. And some places just deteriorate, and they, they never they never come back. So, let's, hopefully, that's not the case there. Glenn, what's the situation on bait down there, if people want to get some live bait? All you want, and uh, uh, let me tell you, when it comes to, to the bait over plastic... Well, I say I'm a bait man. Look, yesterday when I went fishing, they didn't. I had to work too hard on the plastic. On the bait, you could just throw it out, just watch your cough, pop it once or twice, your cough would go under. Plastic, you had to work it, work it, work it. So I'm a bait man, and they have plenty of it down here. Where they waiting on everybody. I mean, I guess if there's a lot of bait around, why would they want to eat some plastic? So that's great to hear. But, yeah. So. All right, Glenn, I guess uh, Robbie will be back, if he, unless he decides to stay another week or he gets frozen in a block of ice and they can't ship him home. I don't know, but it's always great talking with you. Know. riding with Santa back down to Louisiana. It could be, could be. Yeah, maybe so. Well, great well, talking to you all. In, and, uh, and, you know, like I always say, everybody be safe out there. It's, you know, bring all your clothes and remember you can take it off if you have to. So, right. Be, be mindful I have a of the duck hunters out there in the dark as well, because they're they're moving around before a lot of the fishermen. So keep in mind, there's a little more. Yeah, well, actually, the fishermen don't have to get up. They don't have to get up early in the morning this time of the year. Let let it warm up. Let the sun come out a little bit. You know. Always good advice. So. Thanks, Glenn, and right, uh, have a happy Glenn. Thanksgiving, buddy. 
you you too. Thank you. Bye. All right, that's Glenn Sanchez. We got some text messages, Martha. We'll yeah, get to we them when we come back right after this break. If you want to text us on live in here, eight seven zero eight seven zero. Brett Weibel showed up. He's getting ready to go. He's taking deer hunters out, huh? <laughs> go get them, guys. All right. Go get them. Big deer hanging upside down when we get back. All right, we're back with more right after this pause. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And we are at Bad River Bucks and Birds. What do you think they call it, Bad River? It's not a bad river. It sounds cool. (laughs) It sounds cool. Yeah. We're actually close to the Missouri River. Uh, We're about uh, 45 minutes or so to the east, uh, sorry, west of Pier. Is that how they call it? So it's spelled Pierre, and Chris Lecoq, our producer, who is indeed French, says, only the Yankees would say things weird like that, but um, it's Pierre. That's how they say it here. No, it's not. It's well, going to be Pierre. It's you ever Pierre hear Pierre here, Marquette? And when we go <laughs> home, it'll be Pierre. Right. How about that? Okay. Pierre is uh, close to here. That's the closest place. It's a wonderful lodge. They do all types of hunting. they got deer hunters going out this morning. We're up here for a pheasant hunt, and we're inviting you to Texas at 870-870. We get live texts in here no matter where we're doing the show from, and we got some in this morning. Martha, who's out there listening oh, and commenting? Oh, lots of folks are up this morning. Justin and the Gentilly Wildlife Refuge, you know, he watched our show, Bayou Wild, this week, and he saw his buddy Toby. Shout out to him. If you missed it, this week's episode was about duck boat rescue, and it shows how the Coast Guard really can find you better based on certain things you do. It's a really important episode to watch. If you haven't seen it, go to our website, go to YouTube, and click the latest episode. Uh, Toby was actually a U.S. Navy navigator and involved in a lot of boat rescue. And we know with the Mississippi being as mean as it is that you need every help you can get when you're in trouble. Also, we've got another Justin, the duck guy. He's working instead of being in the blind, but don't worry. He says he will be in the blind tomorrow. The weather sounds great for duck hunting this weekend. We've got another text coming in from Mike Smith. He said, we had a great week with the ducks this week. Every hunt was good except Monday, which Monday being the warm day makes sense. We got a wide variety of gadwall, blue, green, teal, pintail, widgeon, scalp, redheads, spoonbill, and wood ducks. Man, he got the full bag there. And we have a trip coming up with Mike uh, just before Thanksgiving to Thanksgiving week. Yeah, Mike is a four-time state duck calling champion. And he is mad at him. He is one of those passionate, (laughs) as many are. All right, we got another text from Clinton. Mississippi, where it's 32. Louisiana, Mississippi. Uh, Excuse me, Louisiana. uh, 32 degrees up there. Um, Yeah, it's cold. It's about 32 degrees here, which is pretty mild for South Dakota. Uh, Someone wanted to have the lodge information. We are going to be talking with the lodge people later on, but you can go to Bad River Hunt on Facebook, and uh, I think that's their website as well, Bad River Hunt. Um, Bad River Bucks and and Birds. If they go to my website, there's a big banner. There's a banner on the Outdoor with Don Mm -hmm. Dubuque page, and uh, it has all the information on the Cajun Invasion, which, by the way, is is a, a steal of a deal considering all the things you get when you Tell them what we had for dinner last night. Last night. night, I'm telling you, I have not eaten like this in ages. They had a spread of these steak crostinis for an appetizer. Everybody was up at the bar. By the way, carnivore. If anyone knows what carnivore is, text us. We'll tell you later what that is. Also, uh, we had prime rib, lobster tail, twice-baked potato, Asparagus and dessert, which I neglected to eat. Big was... slice of chocolate oh, pie. Man. We slept great last night. Oof. All right, lots more texts coming oh. in. Uh, Captain Chris over in Slidell with one last cast. Yeah, we love Chris uh, Robert. Uh, fish a short distance south of Great the Great Wall, hammered the specs, and he caught him on Matrix Soft Spot. That's important to get that message in. That's a very popular yes. winter spot, and it looks like it's on. That's good news. We'll talk to Mike Gallo Captain more Chris about that. Captain Chris is a great, great He is a good too. fisherman. Excellent he said he fisherman. got the three-man limit on specs and left them biting. 
and somebody else says vote Eddie Rispone. Our state's future depends on it. If you did not get out in an early vote, get out there. Is that a paid political commercial? <laughs> it sounds like it was very, very it's politically text written. Message. But, it's somebody's know, opinion. Hey, well, you know. Go for it. If, vote for who you want. You know, vote, but make an informed vote. I think the polls open at 7 a.m. this morning. And they have already had, I believe, a record number of early voters. They did. And they also had, what was interesting, an early record uh, of female voters. They had the highest number of female voters they've hmm. seen in, in years for the early vote, so it's kind of interesting. Okay, well, ca- someone said carnivore. It's a meat eater. That is true, but we're referencing it in terms of some food we ate. It's a dish it's, called it's carnivore. And, Anybody um, know what it is? And, uh, it's similar to something. Uh, it's you make with ge- geese, geese, you know, um, or. I tried it. It was, it was good. It, I was a little nervous to eat it. <laughs> How can I see that Facebook post we did on that? Well, I put it on. You put it on your Facebook. So if anyone's friends oh, okay. with you, yeah. um, but we might put it on the bike. Yeah, Wild. I think it needs to be on Bike Wild. It's a classic, especially <laughs> the, the way, end where you kind of choked a little bit at the end. Well, that was the horseradish. <laughs> if you haven't eaten uh, some northern horseradish, if you're sick or have a flu or the cold, you don't even have to eat it to yeah. get your sinuses cleared. You just take a whiff of that, and you'll be uh, breathing fire. You know, Louisiana's famous for spicy food, but they do a share of it up here in South Dakota. Man, I was in heaven up here. We had 12 <laughs> dogs around us. We had three jars of pickles on the bar, which I'm just a sucker for some delicious. Uh, we got the sweet and sour ones. We had the horseradish ones. We had the dill. But you didn't enjoy the open bar. You didn't, you didn't like no, that. the open bar. Yeah, was okay. And we got a bunch of Michigan that. guys here. They come from Michigan to deer hunt over here. Yeah, they have it all out here. Um, what's interesting is uh, they have to draw tags for deers here, mm-hmm. whereas we get several just by registering. They actually have to draw a tag, and folks say, you get it about every other year. And I don't know if that's necessarily because they have less deer or they're just more wide out in the open, but mm-hmm. they, they hunt the, uh, the bottoms of the creek beds here. Right. And also they have mule deer, which are, if you've never seen, a little larger. They have bigger ears, larger horns, antlers, excuse me, and... Um, Pronghorn. It's been a while since I've seen a pronghorn in Louisiana. And when you draw a tag, you can either draw a whitetail-only tag mm-hmm. or any deer. Combination. So you might be able to go hunt some mule deer. So I'm interested to see. There's about eight or nine deer hunters at this lodge, and they are really excited to head out. So hopefully they'll be bringing something back. But pheasants, uh, grouse, uh, prairie chickens, that's all fair game here. They do a little bit of waterfowl hunting. And uh, Miriam turkeys. I'm, yeah. I'm going to have to put a Cajun invasion. We need to take a picture of these Miriams and post it so people can see what a Miriam wild turkey is. It's one of the slam turkeys, and it's on my bucket list to get one of these guys. And they said they had, a, what, they filled about 48? 60-something, and he said that was kind of an off year. They yeah. do really good on them because unlike at home where turkeys have a lot of thick woods to hide and they're hard to pull them in, they know where they are. They're in these little river bottoms in those narrow tree lines, and he said they're pretty easy to locate. What I didn't know about South Dakota was how diverse the wildlife is. You, you know, the Northern Plains are known for big deer and known for their upland hunting especially, but I had no idea the mixture of the big game, the birds, and even the waterfowl. They, we saw some uh, some greenheads flying over the lodge yesterday. Only thing is, some of this habitat's pretty unforgiven and when it gets in like it was last week here. We were very lucky. Uh, Veterans Day, the high was 7 degrees here, and... I've been watching the weather, of course, every day, and by the time we landed here, it was 50 degrees outside. Yep, and uh, no snow this year. I've been here in snow, but we got mud because they've had a lot of precipitation. We're going to tell you a lot more about the South Dakota hunting and fishing. They do a little bit of walleye fishing up here, too. We'll be back to do it right after this pause. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. 
Well, Martha, we asked for text messages, and we're getting a lot of them. You can Absolutely. tell this is a busy day. We've got a lot of things going on. So much to on. do and great weather to do it in. Absolutely. Taking a couple of these text messages, we got a good morning, Don. I'm taking the big rig to Panama City today. Glad y'all are riding shotgun. Have a great hunt. That's from Danny. Danny, we're Thanks, glad Danny. to keep you company. Yeah, Veronica Landry chimed in on our Facebook post. She's a very avid hunter. She is. And she, uh, she hunts gators. She's out with her youngest in the deer stand. Good luck to you and the youngest. I hope you wax one. Good deal. Uh, you know, uh, we got a, uh, a message in about ducks up here. Now, we saw one flock of mallards, and yeah. what did uh, Kyle tell us about the waterfowl? He said most of them have left because they're frozen over on the ponds. Right. But he said this past week is when they pretty much left. I asked uh, Brett when we drove in how much winter they've had so far, and he said they've already had four or five. It wasn't Brett. Actually, it was Kyle. Four or five snows already. And he yeah. says the trend in the early months is it snows, they get a foot of snow, half of it melts, it gets really muddy, and then the winds blow, and that's kind of rinse and repeat. I'll tell you, <laughs> there is some mud up here. Well, he said it was going to dry off in a couple of days. He yeah. said it doesn't take long. It's kind of hilly and sandy soil, but I tell you, it's pretty much barren country if you look at it. You know. And this lodge is actually an old uh, barn, barn. Mm-hmm. and the, the lodge itself is just immaculate. It's beautiful, and then they have a, kind of an add-on. The actual lodging is not connected to where the rowdy folks are. <laughs> Man, they've got this great entertainment room, and I can smell the sausage cooking downstairs. Well, if you come in here, you must love dogs. And to eat. Yes, indeed. All right, we're going to get back to some of your text messages. Please keep them coming. Questions, comments, we'd love to hear from you. Tell us where you are, what you're doing this Saturday morning. We'll do that after we pause 10 seconds for our local stations to identify themselves on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And we have a good morning from a listener in Abbeville, Louise. Some people say Abbeville, Abbeville, either one's good. It says, I'm going to be working as a commissioner for the election today, so I'll probably miss your program on the shooter of the whooping crane. Well, you can check it later online. Yep. That's the great thing about that. And you can listen in. It says, however, I would like to put my two cents in. I feel that that sentence was way too lenient, and it certainly will not serve as a deterrent in the future. Judge Whitehurst should be embarrassed to hand down such a sentence. That's from Joseph V. And i got to agree with Joseph V. on that one. I mean, two years of no hunting and fishing. The guy's not a hunter fisherman, from what I understand. So that doesn't really affect him. Right. He's got to take a free hunter education course, which what good is that going to do him? Exactly. And then uh, his, his total fine was $40, and it's not really a fine. That's his fee to appeal this harsh sentence that he got of killing a $93,000 I was just going to say, yeah, the... the, the the cost or the worth of a whooping crane is so extreme because they don't breed very quickly, and they're so, you know, special. That one bird takes so much out of all the efforts made, so it's, it's pretty sad. And that one particular bird, he was a pretty get-around, well, he, he they, they made for life, and he and his partner have, were responsible for five years of breeding with 23 eggs, which produces more whooping cranes. Very serious offense that was not taken so seriously by that judge. And she knew because she had people in the courtroom and letters from the Audubon Society, from the International Crane Foundation, and a lot of people who expressed their outrage and requested a stiff sentence. A guy in, for the same offense in South, I think it was up here in South Dakota, got $85,000 fine. This guy gets off zero. Is, uh, so you said that he killed a male. Or, um, and they mate for life, so that means that that female will no longer... No, they said they will remate with another okay, bird, good. but until the other one is gone until or something happens... One, yeah. yeah, exactly. All right, uh, here's one. Good morning, Martha and Don. No hunting today. First time missing opening day doing fundraiser at Not Just Donuts. I believe that's in Slidell. 
On yeah, Pontchartrain Drive. Good luck and be safe. That's from Outlaw John. Hmm. <laughs> and we got a question. What time do the polls open? If I'm not mistaken, seven a.m. Get out there and vote. All right, we got some more texts coming. We'll get back to those in just a little bit. But we want to get a fishing and a hunting report from our buddy out in Southwest Louisiana, Captain Kirk Stansel. Far, far away. Hackberry Rod and Gun coming at you next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Martha, what do you think is going on in Hackberry Rod and Gun about this time on a Saturday morning? Well, it's uh, 5.43 a.m. I believe sunrise a little after 6. So I would say that Kirk Stansel is out there with uh, his dog, Carl. <laughs> what a sweetheart. Um, I, You know, we hunted with him last year, and he's one of the most energetic de- uh, duck hunters I've ever been out with. So I th- I would imagine they're getting brushed up. And Was it Carl go. or Clyde? I thought it was Clyde the Guide, the Glide. It wasn't it Carl, Clyde, Clyde the Glide, I think he told I don't he's know. We'll have to ask him. And he's adorable, and he's a great <laughs> retriever. Um, but they're, yeah, I would imagine they are. It's their first hunt, correct? No, no. Yeah. He's coastal zone. He's out west, but he's coast. It's real confusing the zones for Louisiana. In Hackberry. Yeah, he's in Hackberry, and he's probably en route to the blind, so when we get him, we'll bring him in. But in the meantime... We got a few more texts coming in. Uh, someone listening to us in Spartanburg, South Carolina. You've been there before. Spartanburg is upstate South Carolina. That's uh, up near the the capital. Um, that's away from the coast, so it's probably pretty chilly up there. He's underwriting a mortgage, or she? Sounds not fun. sure. Anyway, love the show. Have a great day. You do the same. Here's one uh, morning, Don, headed back to Lafayette after four days at Shell Beach. Well, what'd you do? That was the last that was one of those. Kind, he's, uh, one of the he's one of the crazy ones that uh, Glenn Sanchez reported on, right? All right, we have another one, Cole, but oh, he called uh, a few with good friends. Y'all have a good hunt. Uh, he's heading west. And please, if anyone has any reports about speckled trout at the causeway, <laughs> would you please share the information? The Lake Ponch Train Causeway is one of the hardest places to get fishing information. Because once one person knows, it'll be lined up. Yeah, well, but it's no secret if you drive the bridge. You can yeah. count the boats, but I have not seen very no, many No, I haven't, I, and I've been over the bridge several times lately. I have not seen a boat. So. You know what might <clears throat> work out there, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, would be trolling. Uh, I see Kenny Creek has been doing yeah. some trolling up by the Twin Spans over near Slidell and trolling the, the causeway. What that allows you to do is cover a lot of ground, and then, you know, you can find out if they're there. And it's 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 only really like a trolling motor speed almost. It's a very slow troll. Right, very slow troll. Uh, you pull rattle Shaky traps bait. is a good bait. Uh, sometimes you can pull just soft plastics. And then once you find them, pass back through there. If you hit them again, pull I up. I my biggest trout on the causeway. Did you? How yeah, big was that? About three pounds. Yeah. Oh, you got you can get a big one. There. I know, but I you know <laughs> that's pretty good for over there. So. Yes, it is. All right, I want to remind folks so this morning if you're not getting if you have already voted or you're not going to be out voting at about nine o'clock, we've got a special edition of the, not a special edition, but a special airing of Bayou Wild TV. It's going to be on Cox Sports TV at 9 a.m. on a Saturday morning. It's a really eye-opening, and I say that as a pun and as actually the <laughs> truth, because uh, it's a really eye-opening episode because we talked to the Coast Guard, and you'll be surprised, possibly, I was surprised, at how challenging what they do is in terms of sighting rescues. It's, there's uh, some very simple tips that you may not think about that can really change the game for them and for yourself. Some very inexpensive equipment. One is one of those reflective blankets that cost like 5 $6. I've got one that's so old the wrappers deteriorate. I've had it, but they don't go bad, and I've had it for years. Fortunately, I've never had to use it. But not only does it provide warmth, it's an excellent daytime signaling device because of the reflection. And what the experiment we did was we showed what it looked like 
hunters in camouflage, a camouflage duck boat in the marsh when they fly over, and then what it looks like when one's got an orange bandana on and the other's got a reflective blanket on. And if you don't have an orange bandana, hopefully your life preservers, maybe you'll have an orange life preserver. Mm-hmm. Something that's contrasting the marsh, which obviously when you're hunting is not what you want, but have it accessible, have it easy to grasp, because it could change it could save your life. Yeah, and unfortunately, we do lose duck hunters, uh, probably maybe it on a percentage like more basis more than fishermen. I would say it seems like the, the rescues have been up <clears> a little past few years. Um, so be safe out there. It's, it's, nothing's worth losing your life over. Be careful. And fortunately, we haven't really had any fog yet to deal with, but I'm sure that'll be later on. Right. And then, of course, those of you in Baton Rouge, you can uh, watch our Bayou Wild weekly at 630. It comes on WBRZ. Uh, Channel 2 in Baton Rouge. And for you early birds in New Orleans, Channel 54, WPL, or if you're a DVR expert, you can tape it and watch it, but it comes on 4.30 Saturday morning. So right before we come on, you can watch the show. Also, if you're listening from any of these locations, you wonderful listeners have been texting in from across the country. You know, we had some guys up here from Michigan wanting to know how they could watch. Well, we air in 17 states, but we're also on YouTube. All you have to do is go to YouTube and type in Bayou Wild TV. You'll find all the episodes Chris LeCock, our producer, does an amazing job. He posts all the recipes separate, so if you want to get some of the recipes you've heard or seen, they're listed as well, and lots of bonus features as well, there as well. Uh, speaking of recipes, John Foltz, we got some new ones coming up. We did Death by Gumbo, first time it's ever been seen on TV. Mm-hmm. It was on last week's show. Uh, we also did uh, Venison Venus Schnitzel is going to oh, be coming up. Oh, and what other ones did we do? Oh, what else did we do? We did uh, Mahi Mahi dish. Mm-hmm. That was really good, and uh, we've got a really interesting one that we saved from last year. We had to get a little more intel on it. How many deer hunters have ever eaten deer heart? I asked, I polled the guys here at the lodge last night. It was surprisingly a good it number of them. Lo- yeah. it, was, it was about 40%, I'd say, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and uh, it was interesting to see, you know, who, and some of them talked about, you know, their parents saving more of the organs when they were younger and remembering that, but last year Don and I really took it to the next level. We saved our deer hearts. We took them to John Foles, and he will show you why you will never throw away a deer heart ever again. It's in his cookbook. It's online. It's on our back recipes if you go to our website. But deer heart is one of the best meats I've ever tasted. No, but who would ever thought? Well, it's a muscle, so it, it kind of makes sense that more so than a liver or something like that. But it, it's good frozen or fresh. I mean, not eating it frozen, but it's not one of those things that will go bad if you freeze it. It freezes excellent. But last season we were at the camp in Mississippi, and we cooked one up literally straight from the deer. Cleaned it, a little Himalayan sea salt, crushed black pepper. You will never throw a heart away again. <laughs> deer heart, that's what they call it. That's it's his for, recipe. And for people that are squeamish about it or say that's gross, Trick them, just tell them they're eating steak, and then when they eat it and they say how much they love it, you can tell them what it really is. Yep. All right, we come back after this, so we'll get a report on Grand Isle. Daryl Carpenter joins us from realscreamers.com. It's coming your way right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, you know, Martha, we talk uh, to Brendan Bayard and get the Paddlers report. They've got the BCKFC championship going on down in Leeville. We'll get a little report from him from the water, but a little further down the road, Daryl Carpenter's down at Grand Isle. Been keeping us up to date there for several years on what's going on. Daryl, good morning. How's things on the island? Uh, a little bit breezy, Don. It's, uh, look, y'all up in, y'all up in the Dakotas, and it's supposed to be nice and cold. But man, this is a little bit early for us down here. Oh, yeah, it early. takes some getting it. Yeah, we 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 miss that acclimation period. <laughs> <laughs> what's it done to the fish down there? 
Uh, you know, Don, this week started off pretty good. I mean, uh, the, the the speckled trout were hitting really good, and the wonderful time about this time of the year is, of course, you're doing the speckled trout in the same place you're doing the redfish, so you can mix those trips. But as those weather systems just kind of piled up one behind the other and, and, and the tide the tide range picked up, it kind of muddied us up a little bit. It stirred the water up, so you had to really look for some cleaner water or either retreat into the marsh. Um so it kind of it kind of knocked the numbers off of those catches a little bit. Uh, didn't shut it down completely because there's specks scattered all in the marsh right now. Um, you, you just couldn't hit those current lines. You couldn't hit those current points and so forth as as consistently as what you were doing before the weather picked up. So you, your numbers fell down some. But plastic minnows, you know, if you, if you want to fight the, the stink crickets and, and fish with shrimp, it's all still working. You just got to put in a little more time with it. Uh, now, this weather pattern is supposed to calm down a little bit this week. Um, the, our tide range will reduce a little bit. We'll still have moving water, but it won't be stirring it up like it's been the last several days. So it'll improve as the week goes on. In fact, I was looking at the forecast just a little while ago. I think Tuesday, I think we come down off of that small craft advisory today, and I think Tuesday is supposed to drop to five miles an hour. So we'll be back to complaining about the gnats. But the fishing order, fishing order, pretty much pick up come Tuesday. Um, side of the road's been pretty good. It, it's held steady. It, like everything else, it kind of fell off a little bit. You know, you're gonna have your valleys and your peaks, but they've still been catching some really good fish for those guys that don't have boats that are waiting on side of the road. Um, so I mean, it's just, it, it's like I said, this came early. It's it's starting a little bit in the winter on us and. As it kind of starts settling down a little bit and gets into the pattern, then uh, I think it's really going to pick up on side of the road. Our redfish catch ought to start really picking up. How would you rate this year? I've heard so many people fishing on Highway 1 just saying that it's been spectacular. And, and say the last 10 years, where would you rank this year in terms of for folks that don't have a boat? Uh, I don't, Martha. I don't know if I'd go as far as ten because you've had some really good years in the last ten, but but this year has probably been right around seven or eight on on, on that rating scale. And I guess a big thing is, you know, ever since ever since the BP thing, we we've kind of had a little bit of a decrease in flounder. And this year, this year looks like it was the year of the flounder. This year, it looks like they really bounced back on us. Uh, a lot of good speckled trout caught. The redfish stayed by the coast longer this year than what they normally do. And then all of a sudden that flounder run showed up. So I would say for those guys that have been hitting it, it it's been an outstanding year for them. And it's been more so even the bad days haven't been those, oh, we caught three or four. It's been they caught a nice box full. And uh I know you don't see too many later in the winter, but I've seen uh, recently a really good picture from down in your neck of the woods from offshore of the wahoo showing up. Oh, no, 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 no. We that had several of them. Yeah, yeah. We, well, you see, we see a whole lot of the wahoo when you have the right weather days and you can travel. Now that the boats are getting bigger and bigger, those days are getting a little more frequent. But especially if you head to the west of us, to the to the west of Grand Isle, around that Dauphius Bank area and so forth, on, on those those areas less traveled. Because Oahu, for me, Martha, in my offshore career, the Wahoo bite was always something that I hated taking second fiddle. I wanted clean, virgin water. I didn't want to be the third boat pulling a set of uh, a set of baits. And the further west you go, and you get into that little little traveled area. 
then you get that fresh water for me, and that was always one of the better places to go because you get those wahoo that haven't seen ten other baits. And right. when it starts happening south of Grand Isle, it really starts happening. It's a great fish, <clears throat> one named after what the fisherman says when he catches it. DarrellRealScreamers.com. <laughs> they can find you on the website. You're on my website. Give us that telephone number if they'd like to give you a call because you don't quit fishing during the winter. No, sir. 225-937-6288. Thank you for the report, Darrell. We'll see you next week, buddy. Stay warm. Y'all have a good day. All righty. We will have a good day. We're at Draper, South Dakota, Bad River Bucks and Birds, and we'll be back with our number two. Going to kind of revisit the whooping crane killer story, and I've got a new bad. We never run short of bad boys. Got plenty of them. Back with that right after this time out on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.